Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Tom Teague, author of Online Business Success for Thought Leaders. Now, Tom is returning to the Success Insight podcast so that we can really continue to unpack what it means to be successful as an entrepreneur, a business owner in the online space. And in Tom's book, Online Business Success for Thought Leaders, Tom really has brought in his experience as a corporate software development expert. He has worked in a collaboration with engineers in large organizations. And as we had shared in earlier episodes, Tom left that world behind. And he now combines this practical and really experienced perspective for how to build software systems, but how to do that for business owners and entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and really help them understand and evolve their thinking of what it means to be successful in online marketing and in sales. And what he does is he coaches leaders in a very systematic way. And when you say systematic, that's how we know Tom is a former IT guy, because IT folks are very systematic and process-oriented. But he helps to create and deliver value for his clients so that they can thrive in their community doing the work that they are so passionate about. And during our conversation with Tom, we were introduced to the four steps to the online business success system. In our second episode with Tom, we talked about clarifying business strategy. And the third episode, we talked about selecting systems. And now we have another feature for you today. This is going to be step three, creating online assets. So without further delay, Tom, welcome back to the Success Insight podcast. Thank you, Howard. So glad to be here. And thanks for having me. My pleasure. Really, and in the spirit of full disclosure, I can always tell when I'm going off script, but I was doing my best to keep that right on on the line so I didn't give everything away because you have so much value that you're going to be sharing with our listeners today. And if we can kind of dive in and let's hear about creating those assets, because I know I have crossed that path, you've crossed that path as well as your clients have. So let's get into the creation of those online assets. All right, Howard. Well, today there's, uh, in this section of the book, it's part three, as you said, and there really are three more chapters in this section. Chapter nine is, is about understanding the assets that you need to build to support the online customer journey. Now, you might remember from a previous episode in chapter four, we talked about the customer journey. The next chapter is chapter 10, acquiring the skills you need to build online assets. And then chapter 11 is about defining the specific assets you need to support your customer journey. Now, you might be saying, what is the heck is an online asset? (laughs) That's actually, I I can guarantee you have a lot of folks who are listening to this podcast are thinking, what the heck is that? So an asset is uh, like any business, when you invest in something, It's a business asset that you create that in itself will help you generate revenue for your business. So think about it as it's the investment you're making in online things, widgets, and we'll get into the details of that. But basically, there are things like web pages and emails and 
forms and buttons and links and you know, all the pieces that go into the customer journey and supporting the online conversation with customers, online marketing and sales conversations. I call all of those individual pieces as I call them assets. So that's what they are. It's interesting when you were introducing this concept and without really going in, I I was actually thinking the asset is something I'm going to use to give away to my customer as a way, for example, to get their name and email address on my email list. But what you're saying, it's much more than that. It's more than just that. I mean, that's what you just described as an example. We've talked about giveaways, you know, like having someone opt in to get a free download or a free video or something that you've prepared for them. So there's a little online conversation that occurs where on your website, you have what we call an opt-in page. And on the opt-in page, there's a little form where the prospective customer can give you their contact information, their name, their email, sometimes their phone number, so that you can send them text messages and things like that. And then there's a button where they click the button that sets off a couple of things. So there's an automation that basically captures the information, the contact information, puts it in your customer database or in in your leads database. And then you can automatically send an email response to say, hey, thank you for requesting your free thing. And by the way, here's some additional free value. And by the way, if you ever need to get back and download that again, here's a link to go back to there and, and get that. So you can kind of start a conversation with someone. They say, I'm, I'm interested in this topic. Yes, you can contact me by email. And here's my contact information. So I have a question then, Tom. Last episode we did, we talked about selecting systems and the ability to capture that name and email address, sending out the email, those could be multiple systems in a WordPress kind of environment. That's correct, Aaron. One thing about WordPress is that the WordPress themes, depending on which one you get, they may or may not be that great for setting out, say, something simple like an opt-in page. What happens is people will then, well, just get a a web page builder for marketing systems. And one example of that is lead pages, for example. Another one is Unbounce. And there are several kind of standalone web page building systems you can get. But then those systems don't necessarily handle the customer database and the email automation. In addition to the marketing opt-in page, you would then need to go get an email, CR, sometimes they're called CRM systems, where you basically are capturing people's email and you're automatically sending an email response to that. You know, I recall you just brought back a, a flood of memories. So when I first started, my email opt-in or web page was lead pages. I remember that now. And then my email service at the time, I think it was originally like, like a Weber or uh, convert kit and so you have to keep track of not only your website but you also have to keep track of as you are saying now those two additional online assets right so for example that's like three systems to do one fairly simple task that's one of the reasons i recommended in part two to streamline your systems if you can and i definitely recommend getting an integrated system that allows you to do the marketing, the email, and the website, say, on all in one system. Okay. Okay. So what's next? Yeah. So I got the, the other 
thing that occurred to me, again, from my software background, is the idea of an asset. It's like, and I don't want to go too off the deep deep end here, but they're like uh, objects and object-oriented programming, where you can basically put these objects together in different ways. That's another reason to think about it as assets. And some examples that I listed here are things like domain names and URLs, websites and web pages, public web pages, private web pages, forms and contact databases, user behavior tracking, domain-based email and email automation. So those are all examples of the assets we might build. And then in the next chapter, I'm just going to skip ahead there a little bit and go on to the next chapter. Basically, I talk about how you can put, I give some examples about how you can put those assets together. And one of them is like, for example, the opt-in page example we were just talking about. In chapter 10, I talk about acquiring the skills you need to create online assets. And this is something that I kind of discovered along the way that, you know, there's actually quite a few skills that you either need to learn or you have to learn well enough that you can hire someone to help you. And so I've listed them. It's like the first one, probably the first important one is content creation skills. So just the ability to write produce some images, some videos, the ability to do, say, live video broadcasts on Zoom. Then there's marketing skills and sales skills. Those are kind of big, couple of big sets of skills. Another one is social media, because every social media platform has its ins and outs. Then, of course, there's the technology systems themselves. You have to figure out, you need to get enough technical skills that you can use the software that you're licensing. But then there's the content on what goes on the web pages and what goes in the emails. That is a scale I call basically called copywriting and messaging. That is a huge obstacle that many entrepreneurs, business owners really are not even aware of how important that is. I think we get our business, our credential, whatever that might be. We set up our website and, you know, maybe we use some assessment tools that are already created for us. They give us some blurbs to use. But at the end of the day, we have to create content that entices our potential clients, customers that we understand what their problem is. And we have solutions in place to help them solve that problem, kind of like going on the hero's journey with them. And... I know from a fact, just in my own experience, that as a copywriter or a copy editor, that's not my bag, Tom. Right. And your book, I mean, it talks about it, but it doesn't help solve the problem. No, it doesn't. You know, copywriting is one of those skills that, you know, you need to read about it and practice it, but... If you really want to get good at it, it's like you need to hire an expert probably to help you with that. Yeah, I think that's that's an important point is, and most people haven't figured that and budgeted that in, is in any one of these assets, we do need some help. And so we potentially could have multiple people helping us for multiple assets, or we can find somebody perhaps on the consolidated system who understands the inner workings that can help create those assets. And that's something I know none of us anticipated. 
I did not anticipate the amount of time it takes to learn the skills you need to have to kind of put all the pieces together. And also, I just want to point out, it ties back to the part one about clarifying your business. Remember, one of the ADMs was messaging. You need to spend some time talking with your target market, you know, the, the people who may want to help, to really understand in their language what, what problems they're struggling with and, and get clear in your own mind how can you help people with those sorts of problems. And that's how you craft the messaging on your web pages and in your emails is to, to connect with your prospective customers using their language and telling the stories that they're telling themselves going around in their head, you know, right. Oh, how am I going to do this? What am I, you know, what do I need to do? This? It's just like uh, all those problems that run around in our heads. That's what messaging and copywriting is about. It's about hooking into that internal conversation and say, Oh, there's somebody here who might be able to help me with this. Very important. Sure. What else we got? Oh, got some other things like, oh, branding, you know, graphic design. You know, all of us are not necessarily great artists, you know. So we want, but we do want our website to reflect our values, our quality, the the color choices that we like, the font choices that we like, and that reflect the brand that we're trying to create. Then there's some more technical things like web page analytics and search engine optimization. Those are things that I, you know, I certainly don't have expertise, but I know that there are others who do. And then another one I mentioned on the list was joint venture marketing. It's a special kind of marketing. And there are people who really know how to do that and help you figure out and set that up. And then there's, oh, online advertising. I'll talk about another specialty topic. You know, it's a bit of a mystery. You know, how do you get good at advertising so that it actually converts and helps you make sales? It's like Facebook ads, Google ads, YouTube ads. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and then there's um, the last few, which are publicity and, and broadcasting. So, for example, getting a TV interview. You know, how do you go about getting that? How do you get the traditional news media uh, organizations to actually know about you and to help promote you. Another one is if you ever decide to do a live event that has multiple, you know, like maybe a hundred people in it, you probably need to get some help from a live event planner because the logistics of supporting a hundred people is way different than supporting 10 or 15 people. And then finally, customer support. Every business has customer support needs. And so, in the beginning, you're going to be doing that, but that's you're going to find as you become more successful, you're going to spend more of your time doing that, and it's not a, not the highest value use of your time. So, you hire people on your team, you know, to help you with customer support. The point of talking about all that is, when you're looking ahead, think about having a little team of people to help you, because chances are you're going to need it. Well, you know, it's what's really interesting is many of us are working in corporate America or have worked in corporate America. I mean, 2020 has been a case study of unemployment, forced unemployment, and having to figure out how can I make a living doing something else. And yes, you have a skill, a side hustle, whatever you want to call it. And then there's that, again, there's that mindset, I've got to build a website. And there's this feeling, if I build it, everybody's going to come. And it's like, and the reality is, no, they're not. You know, maybe your friends and family will come, but eventually even they're 
going to stop. And so you have to have these systems in place and processes in place to essentially create the business, have it stick and grow and be successful that you so you can offset the fact that you no longer have a, a day job to go to. You have to make a living doing this work. This is hard stuff. There are a lot of details and a lot of skills, but I will say this to pick an example. I mean, creating a video used to be a big deal, but anymore, it's really not that big of a deal to create a video. Everybody's doing their videos, you know, they're, they're doing their selfies and their Facebook lives. And, you know, so it's not that hard to make videos. So I guess the point is the technology is helping because things are easier. But some of those things like copywriting and branding and graphic design and the technology behind search engine optimization and all, those are things that you have to actually study up on, you know. This is a journey. This is, this is like having the infamous AAA triptych. Here's the steps along the way. This is what I need to get done. What else we got? The last chapter 11 in this part talks about basically bringing those things together. The assets and the skills, bring them together to support the customer journey. The good news about all this is if you have a very clear customer journey that you've laid out in chapter four, then you only have to focus on the assets you need to support the customer journey. And I just want to say that's a really important mindset shift because a lot of us, when we've gone out and we've invested in these online marketing training and so forth, people who teach it, they teach all sorts of different ways. But it's like, I just need to know one way, which is to support the customer journey that I design. That's what the last chapter in this, this section is about. It talks about basically what assets do you need to build to support the customer journey And there's also a really important point that I make in this chapter, which is the customer experiences your customer journey from front to back. In other words, they meet you on social media. They may get to your website with like a a free opt-in page, like what we were just talking about earlier. You may engage them in a funnel where they maybe come to a webinar. And then from a webinar, they may purchase a product or a workshop or something like that. So the customer experiences it that way. But when you are the owner and you're building it, you actually need to build it in reverse order. Think about your customer journey, and then you start with the offer. And you start with, how do I take a payment for that offer? Then you say, what sort of a sales page do I need for that offer to make the final sale? And then you say, what sort of marketing technique am I using? Am I using a funnel? Am I using a webinar? There's different marketing techniques to get to the sales page. And then it's like, well, how do I get them into my marketing conversation? Oh, that's where I need to do that free offer to get their email address so I can correspond with them. And how did I get that? Oh, I put some posts on my social media platform and I brought them to my blog. And from my blog, they saw my free offer and then they they went from there. But the point is that when you're building it, you build it from the back to the front. What a journey, Tom. What a journey. I want to thank you again for joining us on the Success Insight Podcast and continuing to unpack what it means to be a thought leader and also to thrive in the online business world and to be successful at it. Tom, if our listeners would like to learn more about you and your work, where are the best places for them to go? Well, you can go to my website, which is choicedigitalstrategies.com. 
Or if you're interested in the book and you want to get a copy of the book, go to onlinebusinesssuccessbook.com. Fantastic. And I know you're on the uh, social sites, LinkedIn and Facebook, and we'll provide backlinks to that as well. And folks, when you go out to onlinebusinesssuccessbook.com, you're actually getting a free copy of the book. Now you're going to pay for shipping and handling to get the book to you, but this is a physical paper copy of the book and it's intended for you to consume, write in, take notes and dog ear the pages, whatever you got to do, put sticky notes, whatever you got to do. This, this book is ripe with valuable information. If you're looking to put your toes in the water in the online business world. So Tom, once again, thank you. Appreciate your time and looking forward to our next episode with you. Great, Howard. Thanks a lot for having me. Fantastic. All right, folks, we've just been chatting with Dr. Tom Teague. He is the author of Online Business Success for Thought Leaders. And we have been continuing this journey in these episodes to unpack what it means to be successful in the online business world. And it's for thought leaders. You know, who and who are thought leaders? Entrepreneurs, business owners. You know, if you... Again, if you were affected in 2020 by COVID and you have some talents you're looking to bring out and make available because people need them, you need and you know you have to be on the Internet. OK, you know, so you need the information in Tom's book. And we really hope through our conversations you get a feel for the complexity, but you also have a feeling that you don't need to be on this journey all by yourself. So we definitely encourage you to go out and pick up a copy of of the Online Business Success for Thought Leaders and learn about this journey that you're about to embark on. And, you know, please do visit Tom's website at onlinebusinesssuccessbook.com and you can also learn more about Tom and his work at Choice Digital Strategies. Folks, if you enjoyed today's podcast, let us know. I would love a comment on successinsightpodcast.com. You can also find us on our LinkedIn and Facebook pages, Success Insight Podcast as well as on the podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and the list goes on. And you can also find us on YouTube as well. All right, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there, have a phenomenal day, and we will see you on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.